Praise the Lord. Oh, love on him tonight just for a few moments. He's worthy. He's worthy to be exalted and lifted high. Oh, we give him praise and glory tonight. The King of kings, the Lord of lords. Oh, this evening I pray. I pray that our prayer tonight is simply this. Lord, let us see you. Let us experience you in a manner that we have never known. What a joy it is to be in the house of the Lord right in the middle of the week, right before Christmas. Allow me to say to you, Merry Christmas this evening. We pray that the blessings of the Lord would just shine brightly upon you in this Christmas season. You may be seated this evening. We are so thankful for you taking the time to be with us uh, in this candlelight and communion service. Since your flames are about to go out, I believe the gentlemen are going to assist you and they'll bring a little tray to, uh, you can lay your candle in in just a moment as they preparing to do that for you now. Uh, but those of you that are visiting with us, we say a very special welcome to you. We are truly honored that you're here and uh, we are so thankful for the opportunity to come and to worship the Lord in this season. How many knows God is good? Amen. And uh, through a crazy year, we're still here. And God has been faithful. Amen. We've had to do a lot of things in a total different manner, something that nobody was planning on doing and all those types of things. But we have navigated through a lot of things, and we're still experiencing the faithfulness of God the strength of his spirit, and the peace that passes all understanding. I'm thankful today that he is not far off, but that he is very near. And I pray that you feel him and sense him in this Christmas season. And I pray over the next few days that your time with your family and friends, wherever your travels may take you, will be a time where you not just experience their love, but where you experience the love of Christ as well in a very real fashion. Tonight, not only do we have the privilege to come to the house of the Lord and to worship Him, uh, but we also are taking time tonight and we are going to not be in a hurry, but we're going to pull a chair up to the King's table tonight. And it is amazing this table is something that has extended through generation after generation after generation. And the table that we're pulling up to tonight here in just a moment, when you stop and you think about it, it's a table that those that has came before us has set at, those that have given us great inspiration. We could talk about Paul, the Apostle Paul, who has given us two-thirds of the New Testament. He has set at this table. Timothy has set at this table. Matthew, Mark, they have sat at this table. But also we can come even closer in history and you'll find great men such as D.L. Moody, Smith Wigglesworth, they've sat at this table. Wonderful, powerful women such as Catherine Coleman have sat at this table. 
but also men and women that we don't know that have been stricken in body and diseased in mind and spirit have found themselves set at this table as well and they have experienced healing so tonight this is not something that we take lightly but this is something that we realize is very significant and tonight I believe that as we come and sit down with our Lord and Savior there's no better time to do it in this Christmas season and tonight I'm honored to have my brother with us and I'm going to invite Pastor Phil to come at this time and he's going to share his heart and then he's going to transition us into our communion service and uh, the men will serve you when he gives them that command to do so and but Pastor Phil would you come and uh, and I want us in this part of the service I, I want us to be very reverent and very attentive to what the word of the Lord is today uh, I believe this is a very unique setting and a very unique time so I want you to be open to what God has for you in this very moment of time because we know when we sit at this table it's a place where miracles take place and I believe there can be a miracle in this house tonight amen thank you pastor God bless you tonight for being here in this house for this coming to the table. I was looking at some of my notes from years past and uh, for some reason pastor had me here back on March the 31st in 2013, led in communion. April the 6th, 2018, now tonight. So some of us have come to this table many times, and I'm thankful that we're able to be here tonight. I want to share my heart just for a few minutes, and I pray that it'll prepare us for the Lord's table. Pastor said this has been a year of sorts, and it has been. Some of us have experienced and went through COVID, and the Lord brought us through, and we're healed and whole tonight. Now we're immune to it, praise God, and we'll continue functioning in our most fruitful place as followers of Christ, And uh, but it, in the midst of all of that and the schedules that have been changed, the conferences that have been canceled, I was looking at some of the things and I've lost 18 minister friends this year, 18, that have impacted my life over the last 50-some years. So this is a solemn time for me. I've lost many people that I've pastored down through the years. In fact, four this week that their funerals were in the last week. So I'm not here to talk negative. I'm just 
sharing the reality of this year that we as the people of God have experienced. I shared with some leaders in the last few days that uh, what we prayed for the last two or three decades, we prayed for revival, we've prayed for an awakening, we've prayed for a spiritual revolution, and we've got it. We are experiencing what we prayed for. It just has not happened the way we thought it was going to happen. But God has brought us to a place that we had to come to. And we're not completely there yet. But we're going to be there soon. This is the first time in 50 years plus of leadership that I'm coming to an end of a year and I don't have the next year planned. It's the first time I don't have a meeting scheduled or a conference scheduled or a leadership conference or even a missions trip planned. Ending this year and beginning a new year with a slate, a calendar that is completely clean and nothing in it. Now, I don't know if you realize it, but when, you, when you're in leadership, that causes a little anxiousness and distress when we don't know about tomorrow. God has brought us to a place to where that we must understand that our tomorrows are only in Him. Only in Him. We have come to a place that we should have been all along. A total dependence upon Him. We have just ended 21 days of prayer and fasting where that the three emphases we had were repentance, consecration, and willingly receiving the revelation of God's Word. Now, when we consecrate ourselves to God, with that comes a willingness to receive revelation. And we are receiving revelation now I believe in a very, very powerful way. And it is this. We can do nothing in our own strength. We can accomplish nothing without Him. I can say, as writers have said in the past and even in Scripture, I once was young, but now I'm a lot older. <laughs> but in the midst of that, I can say with out any hesitation. I have found that my God is as faithful as he has always been to the church of the living God. And in recent weeks, I've been doing a study, an intense study again of the life of Christ. And at 70 years of age, I'm finding
that I'm falling in love with Jesus like I never have. Jesus, I'm finding myself saying to him, I love you, Jesus. And I say it as passionately as I say to my bride of soon to be 51 years, I love you, Donna. But the depth and the meaning of I love you, Jesus. My communion with him is such that I'm constantly reminded of the table. And the meaning of the table makes me stronger and more committed and more bold than I've ever been. Praise God for the victory of the table. Thank God for the power of the table. Thank God for the healing of the table. Thank God for the deliverance of the table. Thank God for the fire of the table. Thank God for the anointing of the table. Thank God for the victories of I that he gives to us day after day. The victory of the table. We must understand tonight that our God is faithful. And pastor, I'm on a mission tonight. And I'm on a brief mission in this house tonight. What we are about to do here tonight he says as often as you do this or as often as you remember me as often as you think of me do this do this but every one of us that are remembering this tonight and we're going to take part I want to give you something that I think will revolutionize your life and empower you to greater service than you ever have been involved in in kingdom work what we're going to do tonight I'm sure Pastor will share with you after we have communion. But what we're going to do tonight, and I want you to understand this. What we're going to do tonight has the power to ruin Satan's worst strategies against your life. We're going to ruin some of Satan's strategies tonight that he's planned against the church of the living God and we're going to usurp his dominion in areas of our nation that is causing us anxiety that is causing us to not have peace that's going to deal with the division that is in our nation and the division that is in our churches created by these plans of Satan himself from his darkest realm. 
But I've come to reveal to you tonight through the Word of God and our participation at the table that His strategies are going to fall into, they're going to be vain of ill effect and we, the church of the living God, are going to walk in supernatural victory. We're going to walk in a manner that is bold and we're not going to be intimidated because we are the church of the living God and we are victorious in the name of Jesus. We're linking arms. We're coming together. And we're going to stand together as the people of God. Father God, we are a prepared people tonight because Pastor has announced this service as a traditional candlelight Christmas service with communion. Every person that is in this building tonight has thought about this. Holy Spirit has prepared us for this. You cannot plan to attend a service where communion is without your heart being searched. And Father, we have judged ourselves we have prepared our hearts to participate and Lord I thank you for the work of Holy Spirit we thank you for salvation we thank you Jesus, for the blood that you shed at Calvary has covered our sins. We thank you that you are our sovereign Lord. You are our all and all. There is none like you. Lord, I thank you that we are children of the King Most High. And our family continues to grow. And I pray, Lord, now that our hearts would grow strangely warm because of your presence. Pastor mentioned some renowned names that have sat at this table down through the ages. But there are millions of Christians around this world that faithfully come to the Lord's table 
They are nameless and faceless to us, but not to God. I saw today where thousands of Chinese pastors are going into hiding because of the leader there, the Communist Party is said we're going to eliminate Christianity from China. That's never going to happen, but they're attempting to do it. The dictator of North Korea, in spite of everything going on there, there is the underground church. What's happening through the 1040 window, the Islamic nations of the earth, fastest growing church on the earth is now in Iran coming to Christ by the thousands every day they're being taught and are learning to do what we're doing here tonight Jesus is appearing to men and women boys and girls around this globe When I first started studying missiology back in 89, we had nearly 17,000 unreached people groups. Now, it's under 7,000 unreached people groups. Some of them with just a few hundred, some a few thousand, and some millions. The experts tell us that there's three billion souls on this planet that has not yet heard the good news so when we sit at this table Holy Spirit speaks to us again the great commission to go into our cities and the cities around us and the states and then into the uttermost parts of the earth this is why This is such a deep and moving service tonight. I am comforted tonight because pastor is leading us in a traditional manner that brings us into a candlelight service that takes us down memory lane in our heritage. That brings us into 2020 when our world seems to have gone mad. And we gather here tonight at the Lord's table and we sense this security as we remember. As we forsake not the things that have made us strong as a nation, the things that cause us to remember how God has been first in our lives and God has been stressed in our nation and our money still stamped on it. In God we trust. We can still be lovers of our nation and lovers of 
God at the same time. We should preserve this more perfect union and fall on our faces before God and plead to Him in our intercessory prayers and we will find ourselves hearing and seeing and experiencing His answers to our prayers. My family, and I don't say this in pride, I don't say this egotistically, I say it humbly. My three daughters, my three son-in-laws, my grandkids and my great-grandkids and great-grand, I forget how many I got, but there's, but the last bunch of them will be in here about midnight. My house is a crazy place right now, but the love is so thick, you could cut it. The happiness is so grand. We didn't listen to the experts and their advice. I listened to Jesus. I believe in listening to the experts. I believe and doing the things that we're supposed to do with wisdom. But we are never to forsake the Word of God. In Him alone we trust. In He alone is our security. Let me read. I asked pastor if we was going to have lights. He said, give me this. <laughs> Mark chapter 14. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them and said, Take eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them. And they all drank from it. And he said to them, This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many. Surely I say to you, I will no longer drink of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. What transpired there at that day 
Jesus walked in. He took the towel and wrapped it around himself and he began to wash the feet of the men he'd been training and discipling. It was a very, very humbling moment. It was a picture of who our Lord really is. And what he did there was an example for us to serve one another, to serve him, to give our lives as Christ followers. And then when he began at that table and they had these discussions and he said, do this as often as you remember me. Our salvation, our healing, it's all in this right here. Our future is secured, but what is at this table? And he said, remember it. So we're going to remember tonight, and God is going to meet our needs as we celebrate. If our servers will come, Pastor, however you want to, you're going to have them serve each one where they're at. You serve, and then we'll have prayer. Father, as we are being served, Pray revelation. I pray that each of us in this room have judged ourselves worthy to participate and partake. We reverence you in this house. We reverence you, Jesus. Jesus, we thank you for what you did for us at Calvary. You died there. Jesus, You hurt for us there. And Lord, we're so mindful right now that you loved us so much you were willing to be hurt. Your pain, your agony, the hurt that you experienced there because of your love for us. We remember this tonight. In our busy Christmas schedule, it's such an awesome thing to pause and 
sit here at your table remembering you, honoring you tonight. Has everyone been served? Has everyone been served? Okay. Praise God. And Jesus took the bread and he blessed it. Father, we bless this bread. symbolic body of Jesus. And Jesus said, take it and eat it. This is my body. And as we eat this tonight, Lord, we understand that it's life, it's health, it's redemption, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, let's eat. Then he took the cup, said, this is my blood, shed at Calvary, it covers your sins, makes us children of the most high king, that brings us together as a family of faith, that we are the bride of Christ soon to meet him, to be with him. We are cleansed. We are holy, righteous because of his blood. Father God, we thank you for the blood of your son Jesus that was spilled at Calvary that we could have life and have it more abundantly in that all of our sins were under the blood. Thank you for that. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Let us drink together.
Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow no other fount I know nothing but the blood of Jesus hallelujah 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I close with this. A simple prophetic word. To the body of Christ. Nothing on the schedule. Nothing on the schedule means that tonight you're open. For thus saith God. I am free. You are free. The church is free to walk as the church. Out of 2020 into 2021. There's an anointing. A greater anointing. And there's the fire of God. That's in the belly of the people of God. And we finally have come to a place that we've said, Satan, I've had enough. We've had enough. And we're going to be the bold church of the living God. And, and Pastor Ron, you've just come to the edge. You're just at the beginning of what God called you from mom's womb to accomplish in this city, to lead in this city. And the glory of the Lord shall be in this house. And the victory of the Lord shall be in this house. Because you have chosen to sit at my table first. 
and I will honor you, saith the Lord, in this hour. Praise God. Praise God. Can you praise the Lord tonight? You thank Him for His Word. Oh, thank Him for His Word tonight. He's worthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel the Spirit of the Lord in this place, and I've come just to exhort you for a quick moment. And I'm not talking about a Pentecostal moment, hopefully just a quick moment with you tonight. I, I believe that this lines up directly with what is spoken here tonight. And I believe that God wants to encourage His people. He wants to encourage and uplift you tonight. Anybody here that needs some encouraging this evening, amen? I just want to quickly share something with you that the Lord began to speak to me and began to lay on my heart in time of prayer. Is So often we read the Christmas story and it's one of the greatest stories ever told, if not the greatest story ever told about Jesus leaving His throne in heaven to come and to save sinful man even when we were unworthy. His blood, the Bible tells us, has cleansed us and made us worthy. That's an awesome thing to think about that Jesus would come for us. But there's often, uh, this, there's, there's often during this season, we read the Christmas story as we started tonight, and we overlook so many little details. And, and we as readers, we get to see what's going on on, on one side and, and get to see what's going on on the other side. But you have to put yourself sometimes in the shoes of the people that are living this out. There is what I believe an unseen Christmas story. There's a message within the Christmas story that I believe God wants to share with us tonight. Quickly, I just want to show you that the Christmas story was actually a story filled with challenge and obstacles. It was filled with tribulation and trials. It was not an easy year for Mary and Joseph. Many of us think of them as just these, these awesome holy people which God honored their, their sanctification towards Him and their hearts towards Him, but they were still human as me and you. They still felt emotions. They still went through hard and difficult times. This is evident in Matthew chapter 1. We find in verse 18 and 19 that when Mary comes out that she is pregnant, that we know that she has conceived of the Holy Spirit. Listen, nobody else would believe that story. The Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 1 that Joseph, he could have ridiculed her. He could have put her to shame. Many scholars will say that he could have stoned her due to the fact that they were betrothed and, and that they would carry themselves as being married in all ways but coming together in intimacy. He had the right to put her away publicly and make a public example of her. Many people will tell you that Mary shouldn't, shouldn't have survived that moment. But Joseph being a holy man, that God came upon him and he said, I'm not going to, to do this publicly but I'm going to put her away privately and we know that God would speak to him in a dream and that they would go on a journey and the Bible tells us uh, that in Luke chapter 2 on that journey that uh, Caesar Augustus 
makes a decree that all the world is to be, or all the Roman ruled world is to be counted in a census and to be taxed. And, and the Bible tells us that Mary is great with child at this point. That Mary is, is about to give birth. She's in the eighth or ninth month of her, her pregnancy. And Joseph has to remove this, this pregnant woman and put her, some believe on a donkey, some believe they walked in, 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 in that fashion, but took her on a 70 to 90 mile journey to Bethlehem. I don't know about anybody here, but I know about me. I've been around a, a pregnant lady, and I know that that is not an easy journey to make. And that's not an easy journey to make with a pregnant lady that knows that she's about to be taxed. That is not a good journey that you want to make, but it was uncomfortable. It was inconvenient for them. It, it, it was hard for them. It was a tribulation and a trial for them. And then they get to their destination and the Bible tells us that there was no room for them in the end. Talk about that. Talk about adversity. You, you have survived. Mary has survived a trial where really Joseph, again, many scholars say could have taken her life. She could have been stoned to death. And, and then we go through this journey that they have to make when she's great with child. It's very hard. It's very strenuous. And it costed them something at the end. They had to pay tax. And now we find that they are being rejected and saying, listen, we have no room for you here. And we, we, we find that now they're inconvenienced again. And you say, what does this, this little story have to do with us in 2020? What does it have to do with us as the people of God? Listen, Mary and Joseph went through one of the tryingest years of their life before Jesus came to this earth. And I want you to know that just as Mary, there have been some of you at the beginning of 2020 that God has deposited a word on the inside of you. He has come. He has visited with you in prayer time and at altars. And He's deposited some words of, of knowledge, some prophetic words in your life. And I want you to know that 2020 has been a trying year. It has been a tumultuous year. It has been a year, as Pastor Phil was saying, of not knowing. We have no idea what tomorrow may hold. There's so many uncertainties. And many of you, just as Mary, know someone or you have been that someone that may have should have died this year, that may should have, have not made it through a trial. And there are some of you that have been uncomfortable in your walk with the Lord, that God has, uh, has urged you to step out in ways that you've never known before. Uh, that all this virus has inconvenienced you and you found yourself on a spiritual journey that you did not expect. Uh, and it cost you something. You had to lay something down. You had to walk away from something. But then uh, you come to the end of the year and you feel as if uh, many, many people in the church uh, are feeling tired. They feel rejected. They feel neglected. They're saying, where's God in all this? Things don't look, as Pastor Phil was saying, as we thought they should look. I want you to know something tonight. I want to just impart to you very quickly tonight what God has been saying to me. Take comfort in this, that the Word that God has deposited in you, it will come to pass. The Bible says in Philippians 1 and 6, be confident 
confident of this very thing that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Take comfort in this. What? The Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 23 when the angel came to her, he, she said, he said to, to Mary, he said, you shall call his name Emmanuel being translated God with us. What does that mean? God has deposited something in your life and as you've gone through the valleys, as you've gone through the trials, as you've gone through the tribulations, Mary I believe would look down at her stomach and say God with us. God is still with me. God has not neglected me. God has not rejected me. God has not left me forsaken. God is still with me. Remember it is Emmanuel God with us. The Bible tells us in John chapter 1 that the word was made flesh and it dwelt among us. You say what does that mean? It's what was inside of Mary became manifested out of her and the word became flesh and it dwelt among what God has placed in you will come to fruition. God is not slack concerning his promise. God is not asleep. God is not slumbering. God is not away or distant from you. But I want you to be encouraged in the Lord tonight. Just as Mary gave birth to Jesus out of the tribulation, this church is going to bring forth some salvation, some deliverance, some hope, some peace, some joy. I believe that God's church, the true church of the living God, are rising up and they're bringing forth something new, something fresh, a power and an anointing that has never been known before. I want to end with this. The Bible says in James chapter 1, verses 2 through, through 4, that my brethren count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation. When you go through things, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work. That ye, may be, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. That word entire in the Greek means to inherit all. To inherit all. This has been a trying year. And this is a year where many of us feel like we've had to practice patience. But I want you to know that patience is having her perfect work on the church. And that she will inherit all that God has for her. She will inherit all. We will inherit all. Remember when you're down and when you feel discouraged, Emmanuel, God is with us. And if God is for us, who can be against us? If you would stand with your feet as pastor comes tonight, stand to your feet. And I want you to begin to praise and thank God for the word of the Lord that it may not look like we thought it should look, that God hasn't moved the way we thought he should move, but he's still moving. He still desires to do something great in this house. He still desires to do something great in your life. Lift up your voice tonight. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. You may be seated just for a moment tonight. Thank you, Pastor Phil. Thank you, Pastor Jane. Don't get nervous. I'm not preaching, okay? I uh, 
But I am so thankful for the privilege to be in the house of the Lord in this very moment of time. Tonight, embedded in the Christmas story that you would read in Luke chapter 2, verse number 10, you find these words. And it says, The angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Tidings is simply this. It is news. It is intelligence or it is information. I want to simply give you some heavenly intelligence real quickly. Jesus Christ is still Lord. In the midst of all of the noise of our world, in the midst of the chaos and the uncertainty, there is one thing that is certain. That this babe that was born and was carried by Mary and Joseph a little better than 2,000 years ago, he is no longer a babe in a manger in Bethlehem. He is no longer in Pilate's hall. He is no longer a lamb that has been led to slaughter. But right now, at this very moment of time, he is seated on the right hand of the Father. And when he ascended into heaven, after the crucifixion and resurrection, he had made a statement. And that statement and message was that when I came forth, I had the keys to death, hell, and the grave. And this news that I would say to you tonight is in the midst of everything going on that we should stop and pause and reflect and know this, that the same Jesus that was inside of Mary is inside you and I tonight as well. But he's not inside of us in the form of a babe. He is not inside of us the form of a lamb that has been led to slaughter, but he is inside of us as a conquering king. Simply his words, not mine, is that nothing is able to separate me from him. Tonight, I stand here full of hope and expectancy because of the simple fact that even while he was an infant child, there was an attempt on his life, but he always emerged in victory. And tonight, the old song, the old hymn of the church needs to be resurrected and sung more often because there still really is victory in Jesus. Don't you believe the lies of the enemy? Don't you stand and he let the enemy bring 
discord to you and uncertainty to you. But I encourage you tonight to hear the word of the Lord that has been given by the men of God and to not shy away from it but to embrace it. Because tonight, can I tell you, I believe that we need to begin to walk with the blessed assurance that Jesus is ours. Because tonight he loves you. And the greatest news that can be given to any of us in this room. You see, the news that the angel gave to the shepherds in the field that night that he was birthed was that born unto you today is a savior of the world. What an amazing story. But the good news of that is really this, that he didn't just come to save one or two or three, but he come to save all that would believe on his name. Tonight there's a generation that the enemy says that I have them and They'll never serve and they'll never be and they'll never do this and never do that. But he doesn't have the power to make those decisions. But when you and I, the church of Jesus Christ, will stand and begin to decree and declare the word of the Lord over the lives of a generation, over our families, over our friends, over our community, we can stand with confidence and know that Jesus Christ is still the supreme authority today. Aren't you thankful tonight that you can say that you're covered by the blood? Yes. Amen. Today, I want us to take a moment before we leave tonight. There's a lot of things I could say. There's a lot of things that I could expound upon tonight that God has put in my spirit. But one thing that I pray that we will do as we close this year and start a brand new year as the body of Christ will this, will allow the Lord to finish the work that he has begun in this year. And as we start the new year, that we will become that which he has always desired for us to be, and that is to be a house of prayer. Not just this house, but this house. So tonight... I believe that while we're sitting at the Lord's table, while we have ate his bread and drunk his blood, symbolic of that tonight, while we're sitting at his table, that means this, we must be sitting in his presence. And when we're in his presence, it says there is fullness of joy. Now, the reason most people do not have joy, peace, is because we look and search for it in many other ways. But the word of the Lord says you have not because you ask not. Those of you that's been in this house the last few weeks, you've heard me talk about a time to believe, to believe only. And sometimes... You have to do more than just hope in Christ. Sometimes you have to hope against hope. That means this, that even when it don't look like it, I still stand and I still believe. And right now, I believe there's some things that's getting ready to change. I believe the rest of this year is going to be a supernatural year. 
And I believe many men are going to shake their heads and wonder and say, how did this happen? But it's going to be the results of men and women that have come together and sat at his table in times of prayer. Tonight, I'm going to ask you to join me in prayer. The next two days, you're going to have an opportunity that is not allotted to you other than just a couple of times a year. You're going to be amongst family and friends, some that have served the Lord, some that do not. You do not have to beat them in the head with your Bible the whole time you're there, but you do just need to be the illuminating of Christ by how you live in front of them. And I want you and I want myself to be sensitive to the things that God would have us to do and to say as we're around those that we love most in this Christmas season. But I'm going to ask Pastor Phil and Pastor Jade to come and join me again on this platform, please. And Pastor Larry Horn, if you would come and join me for a moment tonight, please. I'm going to ask these men of God to help lead us in prayer. I'm going to ask you to pray specifically. I am one that believes that you do not ask amiss, but you pray specifically. And tonight, before we get caught up in the season of eating too much and unwrapping gifts that we didn't really need, and all of the laughter and the joy that we have with our families, I'm going to ask you to join your faith with me and believe in this very unique time as we're sitting at the table of the Lord tonight. And we're going to pray because in this season, there's lots of emotion. The first thing that I'm going to ask you to join me in praying with and for is that while this is a time we celebrate, it's also a very difficult time for families who have lost loved ones. And I'm going to pray for those who are struggling with that loss. The first thing we're going to pray for tonight is peace. I can tell you this tonight, while it may somewhat get easier with time, it never gets easy. It's never the same when we bid a temporary, yes, I said temporary, goodbye to those that we love. But we need peace in this season. Also tonight, I want us to pray. And Brother Jade, I'm going to ask you to follow me. And I'm going to ask you to pray a prayer of protection tonight, especially over our military men and women that is not able to be home with their families in this season. And then, Pastor Phil, if you would be so kind to follow him, I'm going to ask you to simply pray a prayer of wisdom for our nation, for our president and the first family, and all of our officials. The next two and a half weeks is going to be the most crucial time in modern history in this nation. This is not a political statement but we are fighting for the soul of our nation and there are men and women in high offices that is under extreme pressure by evil 
to compromise and to do certain things. But I'm going to pray tonight with you as Pastor Phil leads us for our nation. And I'm believing for the wisdom of God to come and to penetrate and to bring comfort and strength and direction. And I'm believing God's going to be glorified. And Pastor Larry Horn, if I could get you to pray for the church. This Pray for the church. The church in general. The body of Christ. If I can get you to follow Pastor Phil. For I believe that in this season, this is the perfect setup. Where we find ourselves today at the end of this year. You may say, what? why is it that we don't have a schedule? Why is it we don't have a lot of things planned? Is because... God has set us up for a suddenly experience. I believe there's a re-emerging, a fresh baptism coming to the church of Jesus Christ at the beginning of this year, this coming year. As we close out this year, I'm going to stand in this pulpit by the help of the Lord on the very first day of 2021 on a Friday night at 7 o'clock. And I'm going to release the word of the Lord that God is putting in my heart. And if you're able to be here, I want you to be here. Because I believe it's a time where the, where the baptism of the Holy Spirit is getting ready to begin to flow in a manner that we have not known. And then as we finish praying for the church, I'm going to come back and I'm going to pray one more time with you. And I'm going to pray for the harvest. Tonight, there's getting ready to be a release of laborers. It's getting ready to bring in a harvest. We got to get ready, folks, because God is getting ready to do something very special. You say, what does that mean for me, Pastor? That means your family's not dying lost. That means your community's getting ready to experience revival. That means the nations of the world is getting ready to marvel at the power and the moving of the Holy Spirit. This is not a time to be discouraged and hang your head, friend. But this is a time to begin to look up for our redemption is drawing nigh. And we're about to experience a, a sound like we have never heard. But before we see that, the church is getting ready to become glorious. And we're going to have an encounter with our God that's going to take nations by storm so tonight I'm going to ask you to stand with us if you would and I'm going to begin to pray right now dear heavenly father we thank you we thank you tonight that we have the privilege to stand together we thank you that we was able to come into your house the house of prayer and to worship and to sit down and to remember you and all that you've done Father, also that we can come and pray. Lord, in your word it says where two or three are gathered together in your name that you're present. So God, I thank you for being here right now. We're humbled by the fact that we are here with you and that you are here with us. But Father, in your word it tells us that we can come boldly. And Father, we don't come arrogantly, but we do come boldly and we're praying a prayer of peace right now to come to the families that have suffered loss, 
Lord, those that have recently suffered loss, Lord, especially this year and especially those in the last few days, unexpected loss. Lord, this, this Christmas season is, is going to be much different for them. And Lord, I just pray that your Holy Spirit would come and just wrap your arms of love around them and let them experience you and sense you. Lord, in the midst of their heaviness, let there be joy and hope because they know that, Lord, in your word it says in John 14 that in the Father's house is many mansions. Oh, it's just a temporary separation. But, Lord, today even those that have lost loved ones that have been gone maybe for a few years or even for several years, Father, there's always an empty table or an empty chair at the table and we always acknowledge it. And, Lord, we're... We know that sometimes that just gets a little heavy. And Lord, I pray that the Comforter would come and bring peace to those that are struggling most in this very moment, in this season. And Lord, be their strength. Be their Comforter tonight, I pray. Amen. Pastor Jay. God, we come before you tonight for those men and women that are wearing the uniform for our country. Lord, domestically and abroad, we pray, God, for their protection. We pray, God, that you would just surround them with a heavenly host of angels to safeguard them. And, Lord, we ask that you give them and their families peace during this season. Lord, I, I know many do not have the ability to come home and to be with their families. And, Lord, I ask that, that those families that even know that their son or daughter is in harm's way tonight, God, I ask that you just give them supernatural peace in the name of Jesus. And, Lord God, I ask that as, as our military men and women go about their lives, their daily lives, Lord, you, your word tells us that you are not limited to time or space but that you are omnipresent, you are all places at all times, and God, that you would be there in the midst of them right now, Lord. I pray uh, that revival would break out in barracks, Lord, that revival would break out as, as uh, naval uh, men and women are all out to sea. Father, I pray, God, that in every branch of this military, that not only would you protect them, but the fire of the Holy Ghost would begin to consume hearts and lives, God, and, and let our young men and women experience revival fire like never before God let them realize that there is a God who loves them who cares for them who is with them, Lord, who will never leave them or forsake them. And, Lord, I ask that in this season that they would place their trust in you and that their families would place their trust in you. And we love you and we praise you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Father, I come before you right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I pray, Father, for the, the churches not only the churches in Connorsville, God, but around the areas, God, and, and all over this world, God. I know, Father, that you're getting ready to come for your church. Yes. And that, that church that I read in the Bible, that that church has got to be in your hands. Yes. And, Father, I'm just asking this tonight. Father, that you would visit each and every one of the, the churches, God. And Father, I pray, God, that you would, would visit uh, the ministers of those churches. Yes. And Father, I ask, God, that you would give them a fire on yes. the inside yes. of them. Hallelujah. 
that will never be quenched out ever again, God. Yes. Let your power flow through your powers uh, of the charged churches, God. Uh, I pray, Father, this in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, let your hand move upon us. Uh, yes. Because, God, uh, when your hand moves, uh, things begin to happen, Lord. Uh, and I'm asking God right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Of Nazareth, oh, Jesus, uh, move upon your churches. Uh, yes. Move upon yes. the churches you started more with. God uh, and hell hold them. Uh, yes, Lord. Oh, God, I pray, Father. I pray for the anointing. I pray for the, uh, the richness uh, of your presence upon every church uh, in this whole world, God, uh, would move upon it. Uh, I'm asking God uh, to move one more time. Uh, move one more time, God, uh, that we can get more in, God. Uh, oh, Father, the churches need to see your power. We need to see your glory one more time. We need to see your Holy Spirit moving. Hallelujah. Not just the pastor's movement, but the, your power moving through them. God, this is our prayer in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. 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 Father God, we just come before you humility, yes. asking you to grant us wisdom. Yes. We need wisdom as never before as leaders, yes. as fellow believers walking together in this family of faith. We sincerely seek wisdom, but we specifically ask for Holy Spirit wisdom. It's in times like these where we must possess wisdom. The writers of Scripture in several places speaks of us asking for wisdom, desiring wisdom. And we understand tonight that we must have wisdom to function in our most fruitful place as believers and as leaders. Dear God of heaven, grant unto we, your church, wisdom for this hour. Wisdom is to know how to lead on how to prepare. Wisdom is to know the signs of the time and discern them properly according to Scripture. And then to function in the gifts and giftings and even the fivefold ministry that brings the body of Christ fitly joined together for the equipping of the saints to do the work of ministry. God grant us this wisdom as we close out this year and begin the new year. We believe it to be so that it is granted by work of Holy Spirit and we say thank you for it in Jesus' name, amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you again tonight as a body of believers enacting your word, the word that you spoke to Solomon. 
Lord, we're humbling ourselves in this season. We are praying the prayer of repentance. And we are turning back to you. And we are believing, not doubting, but we are believing, believing only, that you are hearing from heaven and that you are healing our land. All of the noise that we hear today, Lord, reminds me of when you stood in front of the man that was possessed with the legion and he began to cry out but Lord when you spoke they had to leave and Father today in the midst of the tearing of the body of this nation there is a demonic force that is leaving and there is a re-establishing of the Holy Ghost we are not going down defeated, but we're about to walk in newness. Oh, God, we say thank you for hearing our cry. We thank you for those that have stood for righteousness. We thank you tonight, Lord, for those that are standing with their sworn drawn and saying that we refuse to be silent any longer. And Lord, today... I stand and I pray for every individual that you're calling to the harvest. I pray right now for there to be supernatural strength come. I pray that there would be clarity of thought, that there would be an overwhelmingness of your peace and your rest that would come. And Lord, I pray, Lord, as we go back, and we find ourselves at the brook that you would just give us the strength to pick up five smooth stones. Because God, I know this, giants are getting ready to fall. And Father, we give you praise and glory in advance for it right now. Lord, we thank you that the nation that we call home is a nation that's going to honor you. That's going to touch the nations of the world. Lord, I thank you for the missionaries that's about to be sent forth. I thank you for our sons and daughters that's about to prophesy. I thank you, Lord, for the dreams and the visions that's coming even now. Lord, I thank you for the turnaround. Lord, we just stand and give you praise right now. Lord, for our nation uh, that is going to honor you, not just today, but tomorrow and the day after and the day after. Lord, we thank you for the wind of revival that's coming. And Lord, we stand with confidence tonight. Lord, as we walk out of your house, the house of prayer, we're walking encouraged. We're walking out of here full of hope, knowing this, that you are still our source, our strength, our comforter, and you are the one that goes before us. Father, today, I pray specifically for our president and the administration. I pray a hedge of protection over their family. Lord, I pray for our officials in the, in the, in the White House as well as in the halls of Congress uh, and in the chambers of the Senate tonight. Lord, I pray that as they spend time with their family. Lord, I'm going to pray specifically tonight. I'm going to pray that while they lay up on their bed, that there is a visitation. Lord, I'm going to pray that you visit them like you just recently visited 
the witch doctor in South Africa that had four wives that had an encounter with you where his life absolutely turned around and now he's preaching the gospel in his village. I'm asking for that type of visitation to come in this nation at this time where men's hearts would begin to be changed and the unexpected would begin to happen and the proclaiming of the gospel would begin to come. And Lord, we'll give you the praise and the glory for it tonight. Lord, we pray for our children. We pray for those that are homeless in our nation tonight. We pray that you would be their warmth, their strength, and that, Lord, that you would put those in our paths that we need to reach in this season. Let us not be too busy. Let us not be self-absorbed with our ideals. But, Lord, let us be found laboring for your kingdom. Tonight we pray these prayers. We join our faith together knowing that we can put our trust in you and that you will not fail. So God, I thank you. I thank you for yesterdays. Lord, I thank you for the present. And I thank you for what you're doing right now. Visiting us, comforting us, and feeling us giving us clear direction and guidance as we depend upon you and only you. Now, Lord, I pray, let your face shine brightly upon this blessed people. I pray that they would go from this house, but that they would continue to tarry in your presence. And, Lord, that you would lead them, guide them, and direct them in all that they do and help us to live lives that honors you. And the church says, amen and amen. May the Lord bless you, may he keep you, may he shine brightly upon you, give you blessed peace. Hello, everybody. We just want to come to you today and say thank you so much for taking some time to watch us. Um, we hope that this message was encouraging and a blessing to you. Um, feel free to private message us and follow us on all social media platforms that will be listed below. Thank you, guys, and have a great day.